0: As if it's for tonight. Eh?
1: Welcome, everyone, to Dead Talk Mm -hmm. Live. I want to welcome our very special guest tonight, Jamie King, who we all know as Rose from Black Summer. Jamie, thank you so much for being here with us. How are you doing tonight?
0: I'm doing so well. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. So let's go ahead and get started. Your career started as being a very successful fashion model. You've appeared in Vogue. Harper's Bazaar, as well as walking the runways in Paris and New York. Mm. Uh, Being discovered at the age of 14, looking back now, is there anything that you would have done differently, uh, you know, in your fashion modeling career?
0: It's interesting. I, you know, I started very young. I was very artistic from when I was a young child. And I think that my need to... uh, uh, become a filmmaker was so great inside of me that I I really wanted to understand and work with you know some of the greatest um, photographers, artists, um, costume designers, things like that. And and to me, fashion is an extraordinary language of self-expression without saying anything at all, which is you know very applicable to the way that we build characters and tell stories in filmmaking. And um, I think the only like, I can't really back, look back and say I would do something different. I, I wouldn't suggest that people necessarily start so young, but every, every person is different. And I'm extraordinarily grateful because I learned so much about human beings um, coming from Nebraska and didn't grow up with a ton of money. So it, it allowed me the opportunity to really travel all over the world and, and observe and understand, you know, many languages and, and humanity. And that's an invaluable experience for me as a storyteller.
1: Absolutely. And you were discovered at what, like the age of 14? 13. 13. Wow. I mean, for a 13 year old being thrown into that world, I can't even imagine. Now in 1999, you transitioned into acting. Did you have a passion for acting even while you were modeling?
0: I always had a passion for acting, writing, producing uh, cinematography, uh, directing, you know, any, any part of storytelling to me was and is, you know, deeply, uh, ingrained in my, in my soul. And it's, it seemed like for me, that was the next step I had learned from all the greats in the industry that I was in. And at that time. You know, you didn't go from being, you know, a a supermodel to a a serious actor or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Um, It just, it was at a time where there weren't multi-hyphenates. You know what I mean? It was like you did one thing or one thing only. Just like in, at that time in entertainment, it was like you either did television or you did film. Mm -hmm. Or it was something like that. And um, uh, the brilliant writer, uh, Daniel Waters, um, who wrote one of my favorite films, Heather's. Um, had seen a photograph of me and I had written a film called happy campers mm-hmm. and it was Mike DeLuca and Denise Dinovi, um, producing with him and he reached out and I flew out here and spent a lot of time auditioning. And that was, that was, yeah, that was a miracle. It was a miracle because it's what I always wanted to do. And, um, you know, after that I went into blow with On Below, with Johnny and Penelope Cruz and other extraordinary actors. And then it was Pearl Harbor. So it was just this very...
1: Yeah, it just cascaded from there. Now, you made an interesting point. Uh, Back then, you were either a model or an actress. So did you get any kind of pushback, especially from Hollywood executives, Mm. saying, wait a minute, you're a model. I mean... Why do you want to go into acting I mean any kind of pushback was it difficult?
0: You know, it's interesting. I think I got more pushback from the fashion industry Wow Because at that time I was at the height of my career which is crazy to think about when Mm -hmm. you're barely, you know I I was 17 years old
2: Mm -hmm. 17
0: 18 Um, and I think that they didn't understand why if you were you know the, the it girl um, that you would just suddenly want to stop. And again, I, I, I felt like an outsider at that point. I felt like all the education that I needed from that I had received. And I'm definitely the kind of person where if, if, if it's gone past that point where I feel like I'm really learning and growing, expanding, I I can't sit in that space. It's really difficult for me. And, um, in terms of, you know, people in Hollywood um because I studied so diligently with extraordinary teachers, extraordinary coaches, uh you know, most of my friends were you know, very 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 great actors and, and they really mentored me and you know, even when I was in, you know, the fashion industry. So I was well set up for understanding, you know, the how to go about the craft of acting and what it took um, and I think that because I, I've dedicated so much of my time to really, you know, to always um, refining my craft in the most nuanced and open and honest way, um, you know, going into Hollywood, I was very lucky to have the, you know, the A.V. Kaufman's, you know, the you know, Bruckheimer's mm-hmm. the, you know, these extraordinary filmmakers and producers that supported me. And, um, you know, there are, are people that, you know, really changed my life because they saw who I was, um, when I would go into an audition and who I was, uh, and in, in terms of the essence of, 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 my heart and that it mattered very deeply to me. And they, they recognize that. And so, it's, it's something that I'm
1: really thankful for. Absolutely, and you're you're so talented as, as well. They saw not only your, your heart, they definitely must have seen the talent in there as well. Now, your very first big production movie, like you said, was Pearl Harbor, uh, you know, starting Ben, uh, ben Affleck, Josh Hartnett. Uh, going into such a big production film, did your prior experience prepare you for that? Or did you go there and like, we're like, wow. I mean, the money that is being thrown into this thing.
0: It, what's, it's, it's funny because, uh, what I loved about the beginning of my career was that I did not understand the hierarchy at all. Like there, there like when I got cast and when I was cast in Pearl Harbor, I'd originally went in for the lead role for that Kate Beckinsale did. Oh. Um, but I was too young at the time, but, um, Michael Bay and Jerry Bruckheimer really wanted me to do it. And there was a, a like a role that had like one line. And so I spent time with Michael and we expanded this part and, you know, when, you know, my agents and, you know, people were like, Oh my God, this is the biggest budget film of all time so far. I, I, I couldn't, I, I just wanted to act, right? I was I was really excited, but my head wasn't wrapped around, uh, you know, oh, oh, this is, you know, a huge budget. And it, I, I was just excited, mm-hmm. excited to tell this story and excited to work with, you know, these extraordinary actors like, you know, Michael Shannon and, you know, I mean, just uh, like the cast was insane. And when I, I, but I do remember though, when I got to set and, you know, one of the first shots that we were doing, I think that setup must have been like, it was like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wow. And we only had one take, and it was the big scene where, you know, uh, when the bombing hit and it's running through strafing lines and, you know, the light had to g- be just right and, you know, thousands of, you know, background and, you know, it just,
1: bottom line, you couldn't It was crazy. Mess up. It was crazy. And yeah. so
0: I remember asking Michael, you know, do you have any direction for me? And he's like, yeah, don't F it up. <laughs> and so I just thought okay just run as fast as you can and just make it to the camera but it's insane when you're you've never been around explosions or all of these you know everyone, chaos and it was just like whew. but it was such it's that kind of feeling that you have when you're um, you know when you're acting and you know I say a lot all we have is between action and cut and and for me that's where I feel a kind of presence um that is so exhilarating uh
1: you feel at home
0: completely at home and it's so interesting that you said that because the first time that I came out to Los Angeles and I went to the Fox studios and I'd never been on a lot before and I'll never forget walking through the lot and I was looking at this very old you know painting it was like Marilyn and uh, you know other fine actors on this huge wall and I I took a breath and I was like what is this feeling and my body was so relaxed I was like oh my god I'm home
1: yeah that's awesome that is so awesome um Wow. Now, your first big venture into the horror genre was in a 2007 movie called They Wait. You were the leading star. Yes. Is that where you found the attraction to the horror genre? Because you've appeared in so many horror flicks after that. Is that. Was that the spark?
0: Honestly, I think the spark for horror for me was The Shining. You know, seeing particular films... Uh, by these extraordinary auteurs that um, Were able to tap into a psyche in a particular way um, While telling something that was deeply personal to them Mm -hmm. and I I think that there's something about um, uh, There's there's just something about giving uh, an audience the opportunity to experience something outside of themselves. I think through horror Um, or through genre films it's it's a beautiful way for people to explore not only like their inner like their own inner experiences their own fears worries anxieties concerns but in a way that releases you know adrenaline and dopamine and like all of that you know it's
1: it's, I totally get it you know what I mean yeah I totally get it it
0: it, like keeps you here and, and again it's the i would really say that the vehicle of that is to create the tension right and then release the tension then creating tension then releasing it and um you know it's just to me a a kind of genre that you can blend with so many other genres and uh it's universal
1: that that is so great uh now you still have some ties to the fashion industry for example you've appeared on as a judge on project runway do you still have a lot of ties to the fashion world
0: you know i i inherently do because of my very close relationships with the houses or with you know particular designers that i worked for for many many years mm-hmm. and obviously you know um pre-covid especially you know when you're going to premieres and press tours and things like that you know those relationships um stay very present and uh when i did project runway i mean they asked me to do it many many times before it was just the right time and it was with a dear friend of mine zach posen who was on it as well Mm -hmm. um and you know but when it's interesting because i made a very when i stopped modeling i said i would never do fashion again period and when i would get uh, you know offers for huge campaigns and um magazines things like that um unless it had to do specifically with promoting a project that i was in i wouldn't do it i think the wow. first the first campaign that i did with fashion was revlon and that was you know because it was also it was with other actors holly mm-hmm. berry and um Ava mendez and julian moore and um and then, you know, as I got older and the fashion and film world collided more and more, I felt um, much more open to the process because I was clearly established in, you know, as a filmmaker rather than what I was doing before. But I knew, I knew somehow inside of me that there could be no wavering, you know, that, um, that, that I really wasn't interested. I, I just wanted to make films. And now it's, It's fun when I get to, you know, um, to be a part of both worlds in an artistic way.
1: And speaking of that, you have friends in uh, many different aspects of the entertainment industry, including music. Taylor Swift is a good friend of yours. And not only that, she's like, isn't she godmother to your son? Yes. I mean, how did you and Taylor end up meeting?
0: I am... uh, We ended up meeting at the Golden Globes and she was, she was a fan of mine and she came up to me and I, I honestly, I really didn't know her music. I, um, you know, I obviously had knew her name, but, uh, I really hadn't listened to her music and she asked if I would come over for tea and she had seen a video that I, um, did with a dear friend of mine, Lana Del Rey, um, And, you know, she wanted to know more about that and, and, and creative advice. And we just became very fast friends and, um, you know, some of my, my closest friends are musicians, Mm uh, music to me is, is a universal language, if not the most powerful language. And, um, I think that there's something about musicians that understand, uh, filmmakers,
1: never thought of it that way before Uh, you have worked with some of the biggest names in Hollywood Uh, like I said you have a long and distinguished resume in movies is there a particular project that you have the fondest memories of
0: oh wow honestly from the beginning or now
1: Uh, for throughout your whole career like one that you look back on and like, wow, you know, that was a good one.
0: You know, I, I my, fir- there's several that are very precious to me. I mean, I immediately go to Black Summer. Mm-hmm. I immediately go to Black Summer because that is a culmination of all of my life's work thus far, um, a kind of freedom that Netflix has given us. Uh, to tell this story in the most uh, profoundly honest, real, exciting, dangerous, intimate, um, radical way, um, our everyone from our camera op uh, to you know Justin to Carrie and Christine, Lee, like our our cast is so extraordinary, and our our bow down to our leader and showrunner John Himes. It's it's black summer has has changed my life forever and truly like it's changed my life Mm -hmm. forever and in terms of the way that we work from our 80 chelsea to i mean literally like you know every single person on this crew and on this cast it's sort of one of those experiences where you're always sort of like is this really happening like are we in a dream Mm -hmm. or do we really get to do you know 12 minute long takes and rehearse for four hours like like, it, like it just it doesn't happen, and so it's to me, Black Summer is alchemy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's and and that has been possible from previous experiences that I've had on on other films that taught me so much. You know, uh, Robert Rodriguez um, is another hero of mine. He really uh, taught me how to trust myself. He taught me about Uh, thinking radically. And, you know, when he wanted to do Sin City, you know, at that time, Frank Miller wouldn't give up property to anyone. So Robert shot the opening scene with Marley and Josh Hartnett and spent his own money doing it, um, you know, obviously on green screen and brought it to Frank and Frank said yes. And so I got a Call when I was doing White Chicks, which was another pivotal, that was
1: hysterical. pivotal,
0: <laughs> pivotal experience for me. Um, with um, Keenan Ivey Waynes, who, who talk about teaching. Funny,
1: someone. I mean, he, oh I God. mean,
0: like I really wanted to learn comedy, you know, when uh, you know from the masters, and I'll never forget what he said to me one time, and he said, "There's no room for vanity in comedy," and, and he. It, which is there's no room for vanity anywhere and acting. And he would push, push us so far. And he's like, I want you to go so far over the top and trust that I'm going to pull you back if necessary. And, um, and it's the same. I, I think there is like a, a thread between these kinds of filmmakers because Robert, um, there was a scene that I was doing with Mickey Rourke and, in, and in, uh, in a, car like a chase scene and i'm shooting guns and has this i have a cigarette out of my lips and this whole thing and yet the car wasn't moving it barely moved and the wind blowing and a green screen and you know like i'm like i feel i'm like robert i feel like an asshole like i i I don't even know what's happening right now and he's like you have to trust me you have to trust me because again no film had been made in that manner before you know and i think it's it's um you revolutionary know, in a way. Oh, complete like completely revolutionary. And those those filmmakers, those um showrunners, the the actors that I learned from, you know, even you know uh recently um when we were uh we were one of the first shows back up for Netflix for Black Summer and um you know, there's all these new rules with filming, zoning rules, quarantine. I mean, it's really hardcore. You're taking an intimate experiencing uh, experience and it becomes very medical and, you know, uh, but like our, our crew handled it so well. And, um, sometimes it could be like a little disorienting. And I think on that day, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. And on this particular day when this seemingly very simple thing happened, but, uh, we were doing a, a, a big sequence that was really important, and I didn't understand uh, a blocking, right? So it was like I was supposed to move from one spot, and they wanted me to go diagonal. And I was like, well, why would I go from here there, right? Uh-huh. I, like, it didn't make sense. And then just to carry, I said, I'm like, I-, I don't know why might this this move in my body felt wrong. Like, it didn't seem like I had a, a purpose to to moving that way. And I think, you know, uh, if, if you're an actor out there, uh, you understand what I mean? Like your body will intuitively tell you which way to go. Mm-hmm. And, um, Justin said, Oh, you're, you know, you're doing, you're, you're moving that way because you're going to, you're block, you're protecting your daughter. Oh. Like you're staying in front of your daughter. And I was like, Oh my God, thank you. Because there were so many elements in this scene. And, and of course one would think, well, well, wouldn't you know that you're protecting your daughter in that way? But there was a piece of the blocking that I wasn't on set for. So I didn't know why we were making that move, but it's, it's, it's those, those little moments that seem so little, but they're not because it's when your cast has your back like that. And when they share something that it just feels like, you know, just sharing information, right? Pacino too, when I did two for the money, Mm. um, which kind of reminds me of, you know, what um, Keenan said about just go big and I'll pull you back. And I flew up early to watch um, him rehearse. And he... When, Pacino. Yeah, Al Pacino. And, and so I would go to set every day for, you know, for a week before I even started just to watch him. And he he would um, start every rehearsal screaming, like, ah! you know, and like, what? Like making his body big and big. And then with each one, bring it and bring it and bring it. In. And then I asked him why he did that, and he said, "I'm getting all the bad choices out of me."
1: Oh, and so, so, that's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I just have this image now of Al Pacino, because how many times have we seen him screaming on the you know on the set on a film, and. Wow, that's just an interesting method that he has to, you know, like what did he say to get all the bad stuff out of him?
0: He said, "I'm I do it to get all the bad choices out." Wow. So wow. because because I used to get so freak like like wonder when I first started, am I the only one that's terrified? You know, why am I was terrified before I go into like first day or mm-hmm. into something. And then I really learned, you know, from some of the greatest actors of all time, that they're always terrified. And so the the and if and if they weren't, then it wouldn't mean something to them. That that's that fear, that anxiety, that terror comes from, um, you know, it has it has the same physiological response as excitement. Mm-hmm. So then you you tell yourself, oh, okay, you know, this is because it matters that much to me. And then you can learn tricks and tools and processes. To relax the body, to um, breathe. They're, they're, every actor has many different processes and ways of getting into characters, and that consistently, I think, you know, develops and expands. Um, and uh, um, you know, so to get all the bad choices out, I think is getting all the nervous energy. So then you can start refining it from there.
1: Wow! Wow! That is so awesome. Now let's go back to the beginning of Black Summer. How did you first hear that Netflix was putting together this zombie show, and how did you go about auditioning or getting the audition? How did that all come about?
0: I um, didn't know it was a zombie show because there was no, uh, they didn't even use the word zombie in the script. Hmm. I was actually in Paris at the time working. Um, I was sent the script, and they said, you know, that they wanted to offer it to me, and and there was sort of a back and forth about, you know, what the filmmaker wanted and, you know, they wanted to hire, you know, originally John Himes wanted to hire, uh, I believe like an unknown um, and this, you know, there, there was, they needed, they needed the right person that had a name, but, you know, what I love about John is he's very determined on the, who can really, obviously as he should be as a, a brilliant filmmaker, capture what it is that he wanted and, there was sort of like a back and forth about that. I didn't have to go in and you know, I could just have the offer. And I didn't, I didn't, I remember saying to my manager, like that's, I'm not doing that. Like I want to go in, I want to go in because that's how much I love this. I want to go in and know exactly what this man wants. And um, I did like one take and the casting director was like, done, perfect, we got it, we're good, we're we're doing this. And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, slow down, slow down, slow down. I was like, no, I can't, like, like, I really wanted, there was just this, like, inherent need that I had to to tap into Rose and into the story in a way that would bring it to life for, for the filmmaker. I just don't know how to describe, like, how much that meant to me without ever having meeting him or talking to him. And I was like, hold up, pull up. I just want to do it one more time. He's like, "You don't need to. You got this. We're good." And I was like, "Well, like, relax, relax." And I was like, "What is it? Because you've brought in, I'm sure, like, hundreds of people, uh, unknowns or whomever. What is it? Um, you know, that
1: attracted you, that
0: John wants,
1: yeah,
0: that he's not seeing." And he said, "Well, people are playing it overly emotional." Oh. And I said, okay, I want to go again, do it again. He's like, you weren't doing that. You 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 weren't playing it over overly emotional because they'd be crying and screaming, all this stuff. And I was like, let me just do it one more time. And, um, which is a funny thing. I don't think most actors are like, yeah, let me go again. Let me go again. If, if they know that they pretty much, you know, already have the part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that that's part of the integrity that you need to have, um,
1: because to the craft, I do, yeah, to the craft, to the craft itself.
0: Because, because, you know, uh, parts are like to me they're like fingerprints. You know, and everybody's fingerprints is different, and you know, uh, there's I do believe in abundance, and if it's, it's if it's supposed to be for me, it will be for me, and if not, I'd much prefer to see another actor bring it to life.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it's so extraordinary to watch other actors. I, I'm ne- it never ceases to amaze me, but I, I did it again. And I, and I remember thinking, cause I'm, I'm, I'm very, um, um, have very easy access to my emotions and, it, you know, so I have to cover a lot, you know, cause it's always sort of hitting right here. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, let me just put, let me just push every feeling I have down into my stomach and, and just see what that feels like, wow. even though he thought I wasn't overly emotional at all. I just wanted to experience that for myself. And then, you know, got on the phone with John that day and we spoke, I think, for like five or six hours. And like that was that.
1: Just out of curiosity, you, did you did they let you do it again? And what did they think about it the second time you did it?
0: Oh, yeah. The, I mean, the, he let me do it again. They, yeah, he did, but he just said I didn't need to. You know, yeah, he's like, "No, yeah. you nailed it. You got it. It's yours." <laughs> I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. But I, I don't know why. I just had this really strong need to protect John and to protect the story. And so it was. I, I just don't know how to describe it. there are just some souls. There's some people that it's like you've known them for, you know, forever, for, in, in, forever yeah. and ever wow. and ever.
1: Yesterday we had Justin Chu Carey on the show. Your co-star.
2: My boy. My boy. Yeah,
1: he's awesome. And he said for the Spears character, they were originally looking for someone older, more like a Mickey Wark type exactly. of character. Yeah. Uh, I told him, man, I'm glad I love Mickey Wark. I'm a huge Mickey Wark fan. But I think Justin as Spears, he nailed it, you know? Oh, and,
0: oh man. Justin is like... Justin is a force to be reckoned with, and he's so like, I, I mean, it makes it kind of makes me want to cry. Um, like he's just, uh, you know, there are certain actors when you're in the scene with them that it's just like this, kind of chemistry and relationship that is so powerful. And there were there were, there were several moments where, you know, um. For a season, we were not supposed to be romantic in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But because our ke- our chemistry connection with one another is so strong, it would read on cameras like, "Wait, are they like lovers or no. not lovers?" You know, and and it's just sometimes you just have that again that connection. Um, and when you know they wanted to cast uh, someone like a Mickey Rourke for that part, and when Justin came in for that part and um, auditioned, he brought in because. John and I were talking about this. It was like this swag, right? And not just a swag, but a kind of uh, a, this, um, this like almost a, a humor, right? And a humor in a way where it's like, you just, you like this guy. Yeah. But you don't know, like, can you trust him? Can you not trust him? He like took that role, flipped it on its head, and just like did it like a G, like just in this way that just felt like like slick without without playing slick. Exactly. It's like there's always something, you know, and yet earns your trust.
1: Exactly. And the way I described it to Justin yesterday is, this, is the same way you just described it now. You two on the screen had this chemistry, not so much in what you said, but what you didn't say. And yes. just your physical uh, responses to one another is what made... The interaction between Spears and Rose so amazing, and it worked. It clicked.
0: It's so interesting. Yeah, it it really. We had never met until we like we had one rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Like we met on set, had like barely a rehearsal before we were rolling. And there's this, you know, one moment that I that I really love that was not intended. And Jess and I have spoken about this before cause we didn't know each other. We didn't talk about this scene beforehand or anything like it, but it was what, you know, the first episode where I lose someone very significant to mm-hmm. me. If you haven't seen the show. And I remember being in such a state of shock in, in the moment. Cause again, when they call it action, it's like such an out of body experience. Cause you're so present. It's like, you're so in your body, but you're so out of your body. Cause you're just there, you know, like a vessel and, I remember, like, walking towards him, not even looking at the body of this person that I loved in such stunned shock, and I, I remember just falling into his arms, and you can see it on screen mm-hmm. now, because I, I fell into his arms, and Justin was not expecting that, I wasn't expecting to do it, you no. know, so you can see him try and pull away, like, cause, like I think he didn't, like... Like what to do, and I. He didn't put know how them. to react.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: and then we held each other, and it became this very intimate um, experience. And there's just, there, yeah, there are just certain actors that, like you, you just have that um, this kind of visceral intuition response to one another. And and what I love so much about our show is that we really we we show through behavior rather than saying and we strip away as much dialogue as possible um, because the audience doesn't need to be told how to feel you know um, it, it, it to me it's about just doing it doing it and allowing you know the audience to ask questions for themselves to interpret it the way that they want to to come away from it um, hopefully seeing some part of themselves on the screen, you know, I act because, and I and I make films because I, I want people to know that they're not alone, exactly. and and that's how that's you know that's why films changed my life growing up because I would I would see on screen aspects of me that that let me know that I was not alone in the world, you know.
1: That's 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 so awesome. What is it about Rosa's character? that you admire the most?
0: Her extreme uh, vigilance, uh, adaptability, loyalty, and um,
1: determination, I would say. uh,
0: Extreme, extreme, uh, extreme determination. And and you know, like with with Justin's character, you know, that like there are things that happen that could, you know, throw her trust off, or you know, but sh- there's something about Rose that moves from a real place, from like, from like it doesn't matter what the world is saying, she's gonna go with that, like what what she's feeling. Her gut. She's gonna her follow gut her gut. And an, yeah, and an innate understanding, like somehow, like a like a real clear—it's um, just an intuition about human beings. So even if even if other people are saying, "Oh, that person's a horrible person," they had they did this in their history, that in their history. She's she sees she sees people in a in a bigger way than that.
1: I mean, Rose went through a a real transformation throughout the first you know the season seven episodes. Oh. Uh, from wanting to save the kids in the school, and then we see you make that real tough decision of uh, in a split second to take out Velez. as yes. You know, uh, do you think that even surprised Rose as a character that she was even capable of doing that sort of stuff?
0: Uh, yeah, I, and it surprised me even when I was doing that scene. Like when I did that. I, I remember stumbling back. I, got, I actually got really hurt in that scene. Uh, oh. I I stumbled back because my whole body was just like like in shock. And and that is the that is the um the will of a mother. Yes. That is the and also the will of a mother. And if you are a mother like I am or a parent, you are willing. There is nothing that will stop you from protecting your child and also other people around you become, uh, like children to you in a way. Right. And so what she did to Velez was not only because he, he wasn't going to make it.
1: No, no.
0: And, and it, and it's interesting because in that scene that they didn't show, they cut this part out, but I needed it for me. And I knew that they weren't going to use it. Cause I just asked, I asked Sal, um, to just say it to me, um, you know, quietly,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: um, in the scene. And I said, just say, um, I think it was something like, I was like, can you just say, um, do it. You have two seconds. Wow. I needed the actor. I needed him to give me permission in that moment, uh, so that I could do it. Right. Knowing that, they wouldn't use that audio and they, and they wouldn't see it cause the camera was on me. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's just some, there are things that we do, you know, um, actor to actor to support one another. But I, I almost needed him to give me that permission um, to be able know,
1: to pull the trigger,
0: to be able to pull the trigger.
1: What would you say throughout that first season was Rose's big pivot moment that she went to that finale of killing Velez from the suburban housewife whose husband is dying in the beginning. What there in between? Was it the school, those kids, you preventing Spears from killing the kids? What moment would you say in the first season of Rose's arc was that pivot?
0: It's interesting because when you see even in the first episode um, in that, that scene with with my husband. Right. And Mm -hmm. that was ironically the scene that I did in the room, uh, when I went in, Mm -hmm. um, the language that she used was like, I need you. I need you. I can't do this without you right to him. And then it was Mm -hmm. like, then she sucks it up because she ultimately knows this is the final moment. And she's like, okay, she's, she's looking for the solution. We're going to do it. I'm going to get you there. I'm going to get us there. I will get us there. I, like there was already some kind of inherent determination with her. Right. And, um, and then with the moment with Spears, she's asking, please help me. Please help me. I'll help you. I'll help you. So there was that bond formed of, you know, like they're both helping each other. Right. But she hasn't yet come into the fullness of the understanding of how to do that right? Um, mm-hmm. Because she's still so compassionate. And then, you know, with, uh, you know, with Mustafa's character, um, you know, the kids in the school um, was really like, um, you know, every episode is sort of an homage, uh, not only thematically, but to, like two other films that, you know, we love. And that one was, you know, an idea of like Lord of the Flies, you know, um, uh, what happens when kids have to go through this kind of trauma? What does that kind of thing look like? And I think the horror of seeing these children um, having to fend for themselves and what they did, and then what happened to his character, you know, that she's trying to protect and trying to protect everyone was just like, you know, um, and the moment with, I think for me the very pivotal moment was, When they were walking down the tunnel and
1: And and,
0: and that, you know, when they are, you know, trying to convince me, these cops, military, whatever you want to call them, that, you know, this person who I have been inseparable with, who, you know, saved my life and I saved his and, you know, been on this journey with, it was like, no,
1: you're done. And I, I was going to ask you that. That would be my, was going to be my next question. In that pivotal tunnel scene, okay, you see the military. Justin said yesterday that they might not have been military. They could have been impersonators. You guys did not know. Didn't know. Yeah. And they're dragging uh, Spears away, and you confront them. They are not pointing their guns at you. They are not a threat to you. In fact, as they're carting him away, they're still telling Rose, "We will deliver you to the stadium." But this is a bad guy right here. But yet, you make that gut decision and you take out the soldiers to save Spears. I mean, yes. what do you? How do you explain what was going through Rose's mind at that moment? It's in. It's. It's funny
0: because yeah, when I'm acting, it's not just me playing a character. You know, Rose is there's Rose, and then there's me. Mm-hmm. And it's merging my consciousness and her consciousness, right? Yeah. that's that's what makes you know, characters so unique and why I say that we're all like fingerprints, right? We're all yeah. so different. Um you know for me, personally, I was born with a radical, um, uh, um, need to protect um, and to do anything about injustice or what I felt was unjust or authority um, uh, uh, you know abuse of power. I totally abuse understand of,
1: I feel the same Abusive abuse of power yeah. right And yeah. so
0: you're there taking you know the, <laughs> a black Asian man, you know dragging him down a tunnel, promising, you know, a white woman, blah, 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 blah. And inside of Jamie, my immediate was like, not motherfuckers, right?
1: Like, this is wrong. uh,
0: You know, it's wrong. And, and I have that. It's like a fire. It's something I can't shut off. I have that personally. It's really a very intense, um, and an important thing for me. And so with Rose, I, I just remember feeling in that moment that 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 real beautiful um uh, collision of her not everyone say collision but like like, you know, this powerful moment of me and her, you know, through through me together, um, of this man has my back. Like this this man and I have been through things that they have no idea about and some these guys like Whoever these people are, there's no way that I'm going to let them take him.
1: Uh, Absolutely. Let's talk about some of your other co-stars on the show. Uh, Sun, Kyung Sung, played by Christine. Uh, What did you think of her portrayal? Because, uh, to be honest, you were the biggest name on that show. You were the most famous. A lot of the other cast members have been in the industry but are still fairly new. I was She's electric. And- She's
0: like so dynamic and riveting, and like, whew, like you see her and she just like pops off the screen. You exactly, know exactly,
1: exactly. And it's
0: so amazing because like Netflix didn't make us have subtitles when we didn't want to use subtitles. They, they, like, we didn't have to do that. And and again, it shows the power of great actors, the power of humanity, the power that we understand each other even if we don't speak the, the same language. language. And the way that, um, you know, the spirit moves through her, the 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 way that she um, is so committed in each moment and so, like, you know, just so present. It's like, like watching her performance was so exciting because, like, this is someone that was really unknown, you know? And so it's like, oh, my God, who is that chick? Like, she's dope.
1: And she's presented know? to us, and we as viewers... Like okay, here's uh, a woman. She can't speak English. She's not gonna make it out of this very first episode. But yet, she is one of the last ones standing because yes. she is so damn. She's smart. She's brilliant. She so no, smart. And she's a survivor.
0: Exactly. And if you and also this really also is an exploration of culture mm-hmm. and where people are coming from and their own experiences and. You know, in that first scene, you see they want to they rip her out of the line because she's not not white. You exactly. know, like so. And then, you know, there, there's there. There are so many areas that are covered here from, you know, immigration, race, you know, creeds, colors, situations, circumstance, environments, politics, like so many injustices. And that's why I fell in love with this. And that's why I I feel so blessed to have these extraordinary actors that are sharing their life experiences through their characters in a way that, um, you know, is just, whew, it just blows my mind.
1: Uh, mine too. Now, the I, I said this to Justin, I'm going to ask it to you as well. The first six episodes are regular length, uh, almost one hour episodes. The last one, I think they did it great. It was just a 20 plus minute episode action from the first second to the last second what did you think about them making the last episode short like that basically removing all the fluff
0: well i mean we we always wanted to distill um you know and tell this story in uh in a way that was like a visual novel Mm -hmm. and it's like i mean I, i think it's brilliant and what's so great about, you know, doing a show like this is that it doesn't have to be 42 minutes like network television. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be a minimum of, you know, an hour and a half, you know, for a feature. Uh, we are able to play with lengths of time and, you know, that nonstop experience and especially with the way that we shoot it in very long runners yeah. and, you know, like you know props to you on levy and props to you know west moron like and our whole camera crew our best boys are like focus like they're just like extraordinary the shots that that they do like there are other scene partners you know because th- we're able to shoot in a way that it's almost like you can't breathe because you're so immersed in it because there's not all these quick cuts all the time and so to be able to do that like hitting the ground, running all the way through, you know. Um, it, it takes, you know, John Himes and the people he brought together to create this and giving them permission uh, to really go there, you know.
1: Absolutely. Now, when you saw, now the, you know, as an actor, this is a difference when you're there shooting it to when you see the final product. When you saw the final product, particularly that finale and the action that was nonstop, uh what did you think first of all did the zombies the rage zombies the the way they ran at you did they scare you as a viewer if you were to take yourself out of okay i was i'm in this show if you were to take yourself out of that put yourself into a fan's perspective and you're watching the final product on the screen did it scare you at all
0: yeah yeah and I'm also, I, I'm also, I also produce the show. Exactly, so I, yeah. so it's like, so I I see multiple cuts and dailies. And so even when you're acting and producing and you're involved in the whole process of it, when you can then sit and then watch it when it's up there, even though you've seen the episodes, you know, countless times and you're just like completely enthralled you know, that, that, I mean, to me, that's like, that's it, man. Like that's, that's what we go for because normally I'm like critiquing something or this or that, you know, with, with, uh, um, you know, other things that, you know, from, you know, uh, it's just a rare, it's just a a rare experience, you know, and, and that's, that's what I love about the most get ready for season two. If you yeah. think season two was great, this is
1: going to... I know. And we're going to talk about that. Now, uh, when season one ended, now Justin said yesterday you guys officially wrapped shooting about a month ago of season two.
0: Yes, now, October
1: 21st. Now, when uh, you guys were done with season one, you being also a producer on the show, Did they, did you guys know there was going to be a season two or was it let's wait and see how the show does on Netflix? And then you found out soon after it got released on Netflix, like, yeah, you guys are coming back for a season two.
0: Yes. I, I, uh, my contract had, you know, before I started season one was for several years. Um, and when, you know, when it came out and, was extraordinarily successful i we knew right away um and then it was you know getting everything set up and organized and you know um you know
1: absolutely all that
0: good stuff <laughs> as an
1: actress how would you explain filming in the covid pandemic age that we're living in right now as opposed to what it used to be like
2: how
0: do i describe it um I mean, it feels like in a strange way, like on our show, we were, it felt like we were pioneers in a brave new world because, you know, we were going, you know, on essential workers visas. There were seven Americans going up to Canada for the first time, mm-hmm. um, you know, quarantining, uh, you know, away from our families, uh, not able to have anyone travel with us, like, you know, very, very strict rules. Um, you know, uh, you're isolated, uh, you can't touch each other. Um, you know, the, the, the cast is separated, um, you know, from, uh, everyone really, except for, you know, whoever's in the performer zone. I was then, I was then isolate, I was, uh, even, um, isolated from my cast. They had me in another zone.
2: Wow.
0: Um, and it was very strange because, you know, when you're producing and acting, I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to go on the set on days where I wasn't, quote unquote, on camera. And I'm used to be on set every day, you know, every day at the monitor, going from unit to unit, watching, uh, you know, every, everything. That's my yeah. job. And so that part was pretty jarring. And um, but because of the closeness between, um, you know, our, our cast members and our crew, I knew in my heart that if anyone could get through this, and with Netflix, uh, I knew and, and like I knew that we had uh, what it took to, to do that, and and having the comfort of this family, um, I think really uh, we were able to take it very seriously and find the moments of of humor in it, and I think we're just so happy to be together, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and and yet, um, you know there were a lot of challenges to being alone for so long and, um, you know, protocols and things like that. But uh, again, like it it was just one of those things where we had uh, all the people that had enough, uh, not just enough, but an extraordinary, uh, malleability, um, to say, Hey, we're back here, we're doing this, we're going to make it happen. And we'll accept every single rule. And knowing that, if we got through this right and wrap this thing, then it's not just wrapping our show. It's, it's, it's then giving more opportunity for our industry to, to get back up. Right. Because
1: to get back on its feet. Yeah. yeah
0: to be one of the first things back up, you know, when no one's filming is like an extraordinary responsibility. And again, it's not just because it's our show. It's every production that gets through covid and gets through covid clean um you know uh, allows for more productions to go back up and i don't even think our industry is up at like it's not even at 20 percent capacity yet right and um you know the uh and then a lot of things that we learned like you know they're again we do like really dangerous long shots and you know when you're wearing goggles and they're fogging up and you know, what do you do about the goggles when it comes to, you know, physical safety uh, or uh, the potential of getting sick, you know, like all of these different things that we learn through trial and error. And, and, you know, one thing I love about, um, you know, the, um, the Safeway protocols for the guilds that were put together to get productions back up is one of the last paragraphs, in it was about the importance of Anyone that gets a chance to go back up, please share all the information because we all have to come together as a community to do this. And, you know, art heals and mm-hmm. we need content. We need to put stories out, you know, throughout the beginning of time, we we've used storytelling um, to bring together families and communities and you know
1: now more than ever with what's going on exactly people need you know, a, you know whether you want to call it a distraction arts and entertainment we need that we need that in our communion, lives communion
0: connection like look at you know as simple as like what game of thrones did yeah. for people you know and like the sorrow and the grief of when that was ending because yeah. it, it was it was a conversation like people could have globally online on social media it's like the way that we connect right and yeah you know i after black summer i went back to la for about three days and then went to do um my film called out of death with bruce willis yes. and then you're each and then you know i came from like the highest standards of protocols um and was so familiar with everything and then going to the uh, another set that like you know, really knowing that information was a, a huge, huge, because it helped prevent so many different things or things that could have set production back. And, um, you know, it's, uh,
1: you know... Um, it was just valuable to get that background, bring it with you onto the set. A
0: hundred percent, a hundred percent.
1: Now, and we only have a few moments left, but what if you were to use one word to describe this upcoming season two of black summer, which word would you pick? (laughs) Just one word. I mean, Justin said yesterday, it's going to be a ride that we should, you know, get buckled in for it because it's It's wild.
0: Oh, so hard. Um,
1: Well, season one was uh, very dark. Does it get darker than season one or?
0: This, I like that. There's no way to describe it. It is, uh, it
1: is
0: (laughs) (laughs) extraordinary. I think, I think
1: think stronger than a word is the lack of words you can come up with that describes it better to us than any single word.
0: Honestly, I'm left ineffable. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't, there are no words to describe. I, I, again, I've never had an experience before in my entire career of um, the exhilaration, freedom, uh, power, of, uh, I, of communion, connection. This, it's just like it's so timely. It's almost like. It, it's the most present. I
1: don't know. It, it's I, precious. Yeah it's, a, yeah, it's precious. Uh, now, it's, uh, as the last question, are we going? Yeah, transcendent. There you go. Uh, are, is it going to be coming to us anytime soon? Spring, maybe of twenty-one. Do you know a time frame around? Yes,
0: it's going
1: to be coming soon. Soon. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good enough. Hopefully, it'll we'll be here by the spring. Anyway, we're out of time. Jamie, I gotta admit, this has been one of the most fascinating conversations I've had and I've done a lot of these over the last eight months. You have been wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank for...
0: you so much for having me and for supporting us. And I'm so glad Justin was on last night and and you should have Christine on.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get all you guys on. And Justin has agreed to come back as well after season. I would love two. to come
0: back anytime.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been a fascinating interview uh i want to thank all of our viewers for tuning in like i i mean it this has been one of the most fascinating interviews i can't believe an hour just flew by like that guys thank you so much for tuning in jamie thank you so much for being with thank us you. everybody Thanks. please stay safe do you have any stay final safe, thoughts
0: everyone
1: do you have any, any final, final
0: th- thoughts oh to- i'm just thankful to share with everyone and i'm thankful to, to talk to you and and um yeah this is the stuff i live for it's it's Awesome. That's for all the story lovers out
1: there. Awesome! Thank you so much. Thank until, you. Till tomorrow, guys. Remember, stay walking. Good night. Amen.